Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What you need to know being brought to us by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Here she is. Here's at U-N-E-E-Q underscore. Oh, that's it? Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was waiting for more. Look at me. I'm like, oh, that's all I get. All right, all right. Anyways. Yes. So you guys know that I love giving shout outs to Especialmente Latina. So bad, bad. I was going to say something else. Bad bunny? <laughs> no. Bad, bad bunny? I was going to say. A whole situation I can't say on air. Anyways, I just want to give a big old shout out to Melanie, who is the owner of Chiloso Gummy Bears. And I love her story. She actually established her company in 2014. And she did it because she needed extra cash to pay for her kids' diapers. So she was like, you know what? Let me see what I can start making, what I can do. And she came up with, like, infusing uh, gummies with like chile with like you know uh spicy i don't even know how to like translate it but like spicy candy so it literally is that's what it is spicy candy and she's made this huge um company company out of it and she's opening her storefront in northridge this saturday so if you guys are in the northridge area or are down to go drive out there she's gonna be opening her store officially her grand opening 1 30 to 3 30 p.m but if you guys can't make it and still want to support her you guys can follow her at chiloso gummies on instagram chiloso gummy bears they're amazing i've actually had some you can throw them in liquor and trust me guys that will change your life okay. throw it in the vodka <laughs> we talked about this just, guys. these are not so my good. kind of gummies but these are the kind of gummies that i will support they're so these are these are gummies that are infused with like spicy stuff. So when you chew them, they're so, not they're not sweet. They're more like spicy. So it's like spicy sweet. They're, Have you ever had like a Lucas? You've never had a Lucas. What am what I talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> I've never had a Lucas. What are you talking no, about, man? Uh, a Lucas. Oh my god! Listen to me. Uh, yo necesito hacer 20 flexiones. <laughs> Yo, what that am was pretty I good. doing? Yeah, you no, know, we it, like to go over our languages. It's something that we do. Communication <laughs> is important on this team. Hi, I'm Sean McVay. My team's playing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so her her uh, thing is says her tag is bet you can't have just one. And I guarantee you, you guys cannot. Like Didn't somebody else already say that? Bet you can't have just it, one. Scott. Don't, Don't ruin it. Scott. Yeah. Don't, oh. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I just knew that phrase from mm. somewhere else. Uh, Scott. Thank you. Lays. Hey, oh, Lindsay, my God. Come on, Lindsay. Really? I mean, did you have to say Lays? I mean, really? <laughs> you know, we run a lot of misdirection plays. It's a big part of our offense. Like We like to confuse the defense. We like to disguise our looks. It's something that our coaches work on a lot. Hi, I'm Sean McVett. Nice job, Coach. Appreciate Thank that. You. That's awesome. Appreciate that. Hey, Clay, I'm going to get you some gummies, Cavaliers. Do it. Dude, Please you realize do. if they win the Super Bowl, this impression never goes away. Oh, dude, if, if they that, win the Super Bowl, you've got three, four years to really, really <laughs> utilize this impression. On this. Yeah. You know, they win. You're going you're gonna to use this impression for a long time. You're going to be on late night shows. They're going to be like, hey, here's television's Clinton Yates, president of the handsome man community, who As does Sean one hell of a McVeigh impression, by the way. I got one impression in my quiver. It's <laughs> Sean McVeigh of all people. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Clinton, let me run something by you here. Yeah. 
So um, yesterday afternoon, I was um, flying home from Mammoth Mountain, where I was broadcasting from all week mm-hmm. um, prior to today. And I'm in the airport, and there's a gentleman. It's a small little terminal. And there's a gentleman. How who, small? Are we talking like the TV show Wings small? Or yeah, just like, like that. Okay. Like right. really, really small airport. That's a deep cut out of me, but okay. Yeah, it's very solid. Tiny airport, okay? And the plane that I was about to get on seats 30 people. That's all. all. right. Flies to Burbank, down to Hawthorne, and then flies to Carlsbad. It's a small airplane, small airline, and it just travels up and down California, okay? Yep. So it's a very small terminal. There are 16 people that are about to get onto this airplane. So there are 16 people sitting in this terminal. And I can't help it, but my ears, like, I I can't get the sound out of my ears. Like, I wish I could ignore it and stop it, but I couldn't do it. And then I start looking around, like, who's making this noise? Who is so freaking rude in this terminal that they're making this? And then I found him. I went, him, that guy right there, that guy. This gentleman was on the phone, but the person that he was speaking with was on his speakerphone. So everything. It's Clint Yates. That's who you found at the airport. <laughs> well, wait. Uh, really? Why, Clinton? Do you do this? Uh, let me tell you something. I don't talk on the phone unless it's speaker or it's in my earpods. Sorry. Like, I, I, I can't hear it. It's too annoying. I don't really talk on the phone that much about anything really that important. So, like, bro, you want to tell me a story about how you got hammered last night and made it home finally and you did whatever? Sure. That whole terminal is going to hear about it because nobody knows who you are and I can't hear you anyway. I am a lead pipe lock member of the speakerphone at all time club. Sorry, not sorry. Okay, so the gentleman is on the phone and he's talking to this female on the other end of the phone. And so he's talking loud. And then when she's talking, everybody there can hear every word she's saying. Mm. And, you know, it's rude to do that, I think. But I'm also not the guy that walks up to him and goes, excuse me, sir, would you mind? I mean, really, come on. Do we all have to hear this conversation? So I don't do that, right? I'm not that guy either. So my phone rings. And it so happens, pure coincidence just by the way, Within the last month or so, the earpiece on my phone doesn't work. So if I put it to my ear, I can't hear anything. So if I don't have my earbuds in, I'm going to speakerphone it too. But I'm the kind of guy that gets up and walks away because I don't want to annoy everybody. So my phone rings. It's a call I have to take. I'm like, okay, now I can get at this guy. I walk right up on him. I'm like three feet from the guy. I turn on my speakerphone, and I have a full-blown conversation on speakerphone while he's having a full-blown conversation on speakerphone. Because <laughs> uh, so rather than walking up to him situation. and saying, dude, do you mind, does everybody have to hear your call? I combated his rudeness with my own rudeness. Guys. This is the world you live in, bro. Yeah. Like, I mean, why would you? So let me ask you this. Yeah. How did, did the person you were on the phone with know that they were part of your little tete-a-tete with this other dude? They did not know. Oh, so you kept that a secret, but you made them a pawn in your ego game at Correct. the terminal. Did you That's win right. the battle? That's really what matters in this situation. Did the guy did look over and say, wow, look at Scott Kaplan out yelling me in the, in the thing? What did you do? Not beyond just what you thought. Um, my phone call lasted all of 30 seconds. Oh, it was a shorty. Okay. So, so I did not win the battle. He won the battle. But can I ask everybody a question? Is it not the rudest thing on the planet when somebody has their speakerphone on in a public place 
and everybody has to hear that conversation. I find that to be insanely rude. Am I'll I let am I alone here? First. I think it's rude. Like I think it's it's rude. It's rude and it's annoying. Like it's it's more annoying if you're in like a grocery store. Like that's I don't think it's particularly rude if you're walking around the grocery store and someone's on speaker, but it's super annoying and I feel like it's in poor taste. But if you're somewhere like more private, like Hmm, I want to say like it's like or even like an airport where you're like waiting in line and like that's you know like an intimate situation there where people are like super close together for a longer period of time then I think it's rude okay Laura is okay. it rude it is on the speakerphone it is rude I have done it very briefly like I picked up and it came on speaker or whatever so I have been guilty of doing it do I think is the rudest thing on the planet hell no but it is kind of rude but as okay. a Latina, I'm loud. So it's like whether I'm on AirPods or on the phone or I'm talking to you like right across from me, I'm just loud. That's me. Well, okay, to that point, there's that, there's that element, and I agree with Laura. I don't think it's the rudest thing in the world. But, Scott, I'll tell you this, man, and maybe this is a difference in opinion in terms of just life travels, but, bro, at the airport, all bets are off, man. Come on. <laughs> it's, a, it's a public place. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's kind of the thing. It's like you're in the airport. Nobody really wants to be there. You want to be on the plane and at your location, you know, or else you're working there. Like, I, I, it's hard for me as somebody that spends so much time in airports and has seen some of the worst things I've ever seen in my life in terms of people at their most desperation. I'm sure this guy wasn't, he was just being lazy, but like, it's hard for me to get mad at anything anybody does in an airport that's not like genuinely unsafe because that to me is kind of the one place where like the rules just kind of go out the window, if that makes sense. I just thought to myself, like, like this guy's sitting here. It's a very small terminal. There's a very small number of people here. He has to know that we can hear every word that he's saying and that she's saying through his phone on his speaker. We all have to hear this. Why do we all have to be subjected to this? Why can't the guy put the phone to his ear? And if his earpiece doesn't work like mine does it in my phone, put on some ear pods, uh, plug them in, put them in your ears. Why do we all have to hear this? The phone police over here. I mean, who knew that you went to phone police? I know. Academy. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like that when it comes to this subject. What can I tell you? Police Academy was a great series of movies, by the way, in the 80s. I feel like that's in your wheelhouse. Totally in my wheelhouse. 100% it's in my wheelhouse. The Commandant, that guy was funny. I mean, I'm, I'm referencing things that are beyond many old. I just, I just think about who, like if somebody, like what were you going to do if you'd gone over to that guy? You said, hey, I brought the phone police with me. They'd like to issue you a citation for overspeaking in this small airport. Like, what would have actually done? Like, how big was this dude? Could you have beat him in a fight? Yeah, I mean, listen. Um, Maybe? Perhaps. Well, I feel confident because he was significantly older than I was. Ah, uh, you know? okay. So, so I thought man, I could kick his on. old ass if I had to, you know? You are waiting for the day that you get to kick some old guy's ass. <laughs> I can't wait. I'll, I'll be there. You know, that's something that we like to do in practice. We make sure that we keep the energy up. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you're on this roster, we expect you to contribute. I'm Sean McVay. My team's going to the Super Bowl. They're the Los Angeles Rams. So we've heard. So we've heard. heard. Hey, listen, am I on my own here? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Talking on the phone in an airport on speakerphone. Rude or acceptable? Coming up. LeBron James drawing heat for his congratulatory tweet after the Lakers lost last night to the Clippers. We'll get to that story coming up next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Uh, you know, we uh, have players yeah. in this system. I know the big pun didn't want to be a player anymore. He came to our organization, and we turned him into a guy that could really contribute. You saw his way that he got into the offense, big run game, run stuffer kind of guy in the middle. We like what he brings to the table. Our coaches really put him in a good position. My name is Sean McVay, and I'm coaching in the Super Bowl. Did you know that? Now you know. <laughs> Somebody wrote me, me quickly. Let, somebody wrote on the Twitter box. They said, at Clinton Yates, never stop doing Sean. Miller. Brilliant. <laughs> so All right. I see, the, see, the thing is, there was a time during the show where people were begging us to stop doing no, our no, Sean McVay you, impressions. You. Well, my impression was pretty good. Begging you. Because Clinton what? keeps getting positive feedback on his McVeigh. Well, you know why? You know why Clinton's getting positive I'm feedback? with it, yeah. Because he's committed to the project. <laughs> exactly. I'm just barreling through for no reason. <laughs> and Not by the way, every time he does it, I laugh my ass off. I think it's hilarious. I, I think it's great. It well. You know, we like timing routes. It's something that we work on on the practice field. You know, Scott Kaplan and Clinton Yates were out at the UC Irvine training camp you know we got out there we got to connect with the fans we got to touch that kind of love has come back and it's helped the team I think that that's built into who we are as the Rams and why we're in the Super Bowl I'm Sean McVay <laughs> and you approve your own message I approve hey. my own I'm not just a client <laughs> hey <laughs> we're coming to your calls in one second about people who talk on speaker phones in public but before we do I mentioned that LeBron James is catching some heat for a tweet that he put out last night after the Clippers beat the Lakers, Lindsay, can you read it for us? And then this way, we can all decide what we think LeBron is doing here. Let's take a listen. What do you got? Uh, well, let me find the tweet here. Oh, oh, oh find there the we tweet. go. Okay, you can find the tweet. Uh, you know, we like to locate things. This is something that we do. We have okay. locators. We train he them. Just tweeted, he just <laughs> tweeted. Listen to her. She's just cutting great. Sean McVay off. She yeah, don't care. Get McVay out of here. Great game, Mr. October with a big-time shot to end it. Salute. So, Clinton, hmm. do you think that LeBron James, who was not at the game last night because he gets his treatment wherever he decides to get his treatment, probably at home sitting in there watching the game on TV, getting worked on, do you think it's a problem that LeBron is sending what is essentially a congratulatory tweet to Mr. October, Reggie Jackson, who hits the game winner last night for the Clippers and beat the Lakers. You, you got any issue with this? I, I don't spend a lot of time with this kind of haterade, but this is weird to me. Yeah, that, that, that was a little weird. Not a lot weird, not too much weird, not over the top, not a problem, a little weird. You know what I mean? Because L.A. versus L.A. By the way, LeBron was not there. I was there. You know who else was there? Tell me. I was told that Nicki Minaj was there. I did not oh. see her. But oh, dude, saw... she was sitting courtside. As a matter of fact, the, the Clipper girls, you know, the, the dance team, yes. they, they performed to, I guess, what is a new Nicki Minaj joint. Oh, right. Okay. Did but, you hear the way I called it a joint? I mean, I don't okay. know if I used the word correctly or not, but I think that sounded kind of cool. Give, I'll give you that. I stepped on it. I apologize. But no, who it's else I... was there was MGK, Lindsay's boy. And he had this thing on his chin that was like metal. And I was like, is this like a thing people wear now? It was really weird. They showed him on the screen. Anyway, that aside. 
wait, wait, I, wait. Please, please make sure that you point out that you saying my boy is facetiously. I am not a fan of MGK whatsoever. <laughs> Cannot stand him. This is Co- just because period. that guy Continue. claims Cleveland, and that's the reason why I pointed that out. Machine Gun Kelly. It's bad music, okay? Okay. My point is, though, is that I do think that, that was a, it was a little weird to me. You know what I mean? Where I'm just sort of like, what? Oh, okay. I mean, it was a good shot. You know, it's a good team. I'd rather, rather it, was a good, it was a good ending to a bad game. Yeah. LeBron doesn't tweet a whole ton, so the, the, I think I think that's why what you're pointing out, Scott, is of, of more importance. Is that he's not he doesn't put a lot of tweets out there. You know what I mean? So what he does, you have to sort of presume is important to him. And this did not seem like something that I thought would be important to him. Yeah, at least I, in that I'm, way. I'm just surprised that LeBron sends out a hey, great shot, Mister October, Reggie Jackson, who's playing for the Clippers, who just beat his Lakers, and I wonder, you know, Sedano loves to try and interpret what LeBron is meaning. And what I'm thinking is, is that LeBron, rather than taking a shot at his team, like, are you guys freaking for real? Seriously? Like, I'm out. You still got AD. You still got Russ. And you guys can't beat those guys. They don't have Kawhi. And they don't have Paul George. And you still can't beat those guys. So congratulations, Mr. October. That's a hell of a shot. I wonder if he was trying to let his guys know how pissed he was that they couldn't win this game without him. I think he was just making a baseball dad joke. Oh, okay. All right. All right, let's go to the phones here and see what everybody thinks. I said it earlier. I think it's so rude when people talk on their speakerphone, particularly in, like, small quarters. And Clinton, of course, does that, so. Yes, that's that. I mean, listen, if you – let me tell you something. The difference between being, you know, sort of like a like an ancillary member and the president of the chapter is that, you know what, sometimes you got to talk loud. And it's okay because people want to look at you talk loud. Just All right. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to the phones. Alex in Laguna Beach. You're on Sedano and Cap. You got Clinton Yates in the house. What do you say, Alex? I think it's extremely rude, but also, too, if Clinton's sitting next to me on speakerphone, he's got to have a mindset of, hey, me conversation is Sue conversation. So I'm going to sit right next to him and act like I'm part of that conversation. I'm petty like that, and I'm going to Thank try you. to make sure that he, he knows I'm not woke. I don't like it. That's fine. We You know, this is the kind of operation we like. You know, we go hard in practice. You know, we put our pads on early season to make sure that that contact is something that we do. This is Sean McVay speaking about Clinton Yates' phone habits. I'm coaching in the Super Bowl next Sunday. That's right. That's right I'm going to sit there and reply the whole time like I'm, like I'm supposed to be this. there. You know, that's, that's a great idea, though, Alex. That is a great idea. Like, I tried to battle the guy who I thought was being rude by walking over and doing what he was doing to everybody else. I thought I was doing it back to him. Like, I thought I'd meet rude with rude. But the smarter way yeah. to go, I think, is to walk over, sit down, and go, well, I'm listening to your conversation over here, sir, and I'd, I'd like to lend some thoughts if you don't mind. Yeah, first you got to give him, like, the, the like the no, no, no gesture and the yeah, yeah, yeah gesture. And then if he, like, turns away, like, well, I thought I was part of this conversation. You're trying to make everyone else hear it. I might as well occupy my time more efficiently for you, sir. Wow. This you got to hit like him with that. Double secret probation passive aggressive. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, okay, okay. I see where you're going with that. You kind of get, get yourself in there and you're like, is this guy talking to me? What am I supposed to do here? I'm supposed to talk to both people. What I would do yeah. in that situation as a reply, I would just put you on the phone with the person. Talking. <laughs> here, yeah. talk to her. Hand, hand, me, hand me the phone. I'll handle it for you, big guy. How about that? <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. That's a great phone call. I hey, very it. sharp, Alex. Very good, man. Way to go, right, dude. Appreciate it. No, no, right, man, here, appreciate it. Here's a call from Henry in Van Nuys checking in on Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Hank, what's cooking tonight, man? What's going on? Uh, nothing much, guys. How's it going? Uh, just getting off work. 
Turn your radio down, but go on. Um, yeah, man, just getting off work. But uh, in regards to that, uh, yeah, I think it's extremely rude, obnoxious. Um, like the previous caller said, I'd probably do something petty uh, as well. So, Like like what? I mean, yeah, I wait, walked wait, over. What does that mean? Yeah, I walked over and, and I, I battled speakerphone with speakerphone, but I lost the battle because my phone conversation lasted all of 30 seconds. This guy was still going. The gentleman before you said that he gets in on the conversation. That's how he does it. What would you do that's petty? Um, I'd probably start playing some loud music, um, something either to get him to go away or to realize uh, uh, what he's doing is not right, you know? Yeah. I'm sorry. Where are you people from where public <laughs> places are not loud? Like, I, last time I checked, the whole point of being in public is that you could do whatever you want. Have you ridden in any sort of, like, public transportation situation anywhere in the world in the last 10 years? People it's loud. do not care. It's loud. New York That's subway. what they're doing it for. You want to be silent? Get in your car. Stay in your house. You know what I'm saying? That's that. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it. That was my point before about why airports are. But the airports are the loudest places on earth, mm. period. You know what I'm saying? Somebody talking on the phone at gate 32B is not going to rattle me. You know what I mean? I got bigger issues to deal with. Plus, I don't know why. Alex, I don't know why this thing. Conversation. I don't know why this bothers me so much. I don't know why. I really don't. But, like, again, I'm in an airport terminal, and somebody's got their speakerphone on, and I got to hear that person talking and the person on the phone coming back. I'm just like, I, I just look at them with that look. Like, really? Like, we all have to hear this? Like, you can't Wait. just put the phone to your ear? Really? So is it, here's, I guess here's my question. I think it depends what you're talking about because. I would agree with this. Okay, because there's like, like I said, I've had times where I picked up the phone really quick. It's like my mom's like, yo, dude, whatever. It's like a quick Thing. It was on speaker for whatever reason or on my AirPods, whatever. But today I went to go get a manicure and a pedicure and there was a girl, you know, they're separating us. So it's like me, empty chair, her. Right. And we're getting a pedicure. She has her AirPods, but still holding the phone like she's on the phone and she's a loud AF. See, that's foul. To super, me. Yeah. super loud. And she's talking about some very, very private grimy things. And I'm like, girl, nobody <laughs> oh, cares no. about that. You know what I'm saying? Like. That is something you know, like, no, if it's something quick that it doesn't really who cares, I feel like I can let it slide. But that conversation made me uncomfortable. It's like, right. Ew. you can't have a DM level conversation. Yes, that was out it. loud mm -hmm. when people got their toes out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's not that's not good for business. Yes. I think that the, the manicure, the Manny Petty space is safer than an airport, Scott. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like you expect a little bit of. I don't know, just sort decorum. of general calm, decorum and mm -hmm. general calm in that situation. Airports are a free-for-all, different matter. I guess so. I mean, I guess it is a free-for-all. I just thought this guy was so rude, and I just tried to battle rude with rude, and he won. He outrooted me. <laughs> he did. You know, he rude did. is something that we teach here. We've got a rude <laughs> coach. I brought him along from where I was before. He really implements his system. While I'm Sean McVay, I'm coaching in the Super Bowl next week. Amanda, please don't kill me. <laughs> Hey, stick around, everybody. Big deal or no deal? The highest rated segment in the 6 o'clock hour on Sedano and Cap. Big deal or no deal? Next on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. No Sedano. I'll take it away. How about that? All right. Yeehaw. It is time right now for Lindsay Baseball. Follow her on Instagram and Twitter at Lindsay Baseball. Much love, Lindsay Baseball. Thanks. Well. Did did I just see your Cleveland Cavaliers win? That wasn't awkward at all. No. (laughs) It wasn't. It wasn't. I just just wasn't expecting that. Yeah, you did see the Cavs win. Cavs win a lot lately. They're a good team, as I've been telling you. I can't believe I was actually just watching this game on NBA TV. I got bored with the Pro Bowl. In your voice with that, Lindsay. Yeah. Well, I get in fights. I get in fights with Sedano about it almost every day because he's like, "Yeah, talk to me in a couple months," and it's been a couple months, and he still says, "Yeah, talk to me again next month." And now it's the All Star game, and the Cavs are like about to go into the All Star break as the one seed. So just saying. It's Plus, Lindsay keeps telling, yeah, she keeps telling everybody, Sedano mostly, how much further the Cavs are going than the Lakers. I mean, it's true. Mm. Sorry. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. No, I mean, deal or no, no deal, guys. <laughs> yeah. Big deal or no deal. So Southwest Airlines is going to resume alcohol sales on its flights this month after nearly two years, a pause that it extended last year due to a surge in in-flight disruptions by passengers. Uh, U.S. Airlines, of course, during COVID-19, had mostly suspended in-flight services on domestic flights to avoid having passengers removing their masks while eating and drinking. And then you had the whole people getting really drunk and rowdy and trying to fight with other passengers and flight attendants, so they just took the alcohol away because it was a disaster. So now everyone will welcome the return of the alcoholic drinks, at least to Southwest Airlines for now. Is this a big deal or no deal, Cap? Um, I'm going to say big deal... Um, mostly just because I think a lot of people get onto a flight and kind of need to chill out and relax a little bit. They want a glass of wine. They want a cocktail. I'm not really a big drinker on an airplane, but I do say big deal because of what you said, which is we will start to see new viral videos of people making asses of themselves on airplanes thanks to alcohol and their stupidity. So I say big deal, and I'm here for it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch those videos. I agree. It's a big deal for me because Southwest already a little bit of a free-for-all. The whole seating arrangement, a little chaotic. You know what I mean? And when you start adding, like, oh, yeah, we're just kind of getting in line and line it up, and you sit wherever you want, plus booze, like, God bless those attendants in terms of dealing with what we're dealing with. I fly on a lot of planes. We've talked about this. And the booze situation is real. Sometimes you get on a flight and you're like, yo, that person is effed up. I really wish that they would stop drinking because they're either, I don't know, talking on their phone on speakerphone or talking to too many other people at once. And it's like really, really tough. The balance of how to get it right with booze on a plane is not easy. This is a huge deal. And I imagine a legitimate hurdle for Southwest to have to try to implement since they took it away for once, you know? 
Well, I'm excited about it because I feel like, you know, like you said, generally speaking, aside from the few idiots that get like super drunk, I feel like it, you know, it helps everybody chill out a little bit for the most part. People seem super edgy lately, tra like traveling, you know? What's your go-to uh, plane drink? Uh, I get Bloody Marys. You get Bloody Marys on a plane? Wow. Yeah, you know what's weird is I really only drink tomato juice, V8, whatever, on planes for some reason. I, that's the first time I drink them. It's like oh. the only time I ever drink them. Very weird. Hmm. That's Clinton, what's your uh, what's your go-to beverage on an airplane? I'm a red wine guy. You know, they typically, you know, it's kind of it's kind of put me to sleep situation. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't I don't drink to be drunk. I just drink because you know something there. And like you said, a little cool out, probably take a nap. You know, that's that's where I am. I'm a, I'm, in yeah. a, I'm in a red wine space. Yep. See, for me, once those bumps happen, I'm like, um, hi, can I get a Chardonnay, please? Because I don't know why, but bumps in airplanes, like instead of just thinking about it like a roller coaster, like no big deal. We're at 30,000 feet, and I think we're going down for some reason. So I need a glass of wine as well. All right, so next one. Next one. Um, so doesn't Clinton, you'll be happy that I brought this up, because okay. dozens of ESPN writers and editors submitted more than 20,000 votes to rank their 100 greatest MLB players of all time. And this week they revealed that list. Many noted that one Los Angeles angel, Mike Trout, was listed at number 15 on that list. Is it a big deal or no deal that the best current baseball player is listed at number 15 overall on the all-time list? Okay, full Clinton. disclosure here. Thank you for that, Lindsay, for that prompt. Full disclosure here, Scott. I got these emails, and I was looking at them. They asked me to vote this, that, and a third, and I abstained. You know why? <clears throat> because I honestly— Because you're on steroids. No, I'm because just top one— <laughs> No, I know. Top one— I mean, I just—this— I don't even know how to explain this. I do not need more reasons to talk about old, dead baseball players. You know what I'm saying? So maybe this is a big deal in, in, in terms of your point, Lindsay, which is that, like, okay, it's not even about Mike Trout. It's about why is that the most baseball conversation I hear from people that are not in the game every day as I am is about people that stopped playing 40, 50, 100 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even about Mike Trout. I do think there's something there to that. But I abstain from this list because – uh, just to me, it's not it's not personally what I value in baseball, but you know, I, I think more largely this is a this is a separate issue with the sport, Scott, which is that the history has almost overtaken the present, and that's that's never a good thing. So I'm I'm going to go with no deal here about Mike Trout being number fifteen all time, and he's the highest rated active player. But I would ask this. Um, who are are there any other guys in the top fifteen that are like contemporaries? Like, yeah, name the list. What do we got? Oh, here, let me pull it up. Uh, one second. I know looking. that I I don't think that any of them are. I think he might be like the youngest contemporary guy. But let me pull it up here. One well, second. Here, I've got it right here. I just pulled it up Where myself. Is okay, Barry so, Lamar Bonds. Okay, so list. so that's see that's exactly what I would be asking. Barry Bonds is listed as the eighth greatest player in the history of baseball yet of course he's going to be shut out of the of the you know the hall of fame which is a whole other subject Separate discussion yeah yeah really um but mickey mantles at seven lou gehrig at six ted williams at five ty cobb at four hank aaron at three willie mays at two and babe ruth number one <laughs> what did you say george Herman how, how is babe one? ruth number one 
is what I want to know. Uh, I didn't realize that. I, I did not. I had not uh, this sounds foul, but I did not realize that. I had not seen the list uh, to that level of degree. I mean, come on. Paper didn't even play with black players. Like, come on. What are we talking about here? Sorry. Sorry. He didn't even play against the best players in America. I'm not buying paper. But that's just By the way, right ahead, of, uh, right ahead of, of Mike Trout, Greg Maddox at 14, Ken Griffey Jr. at 13, Honus Wagner at 12, Pedro Martinez at 11. Honus Wagner. Stan Musial at was, 10. This guy was on baseball cards when baseball cards were in black and white. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's amazing to me. Wow. How, how you can judge somebody that played in the aughts versus somebody that played now is beyond me. That's just a personal opinion. Mike Trout, number 15, top 100 baseball players of all time. Could you pick Mike Trout's voice out of a lineup? No chance. You know, we work on that here. We have voice things, <laughs> exercises that we do. We have a coach. <laughs> He's, he was great in college. I said, I, I'll bring him up to the program. He, he's good at recognition. That's something we like to teach. I'm Sean McVay. I'm playing in the Super Bowl. I'm trying to find other active players here, Lindsay. I'm looking for, you know, in the top 25, there's not one guy other than Trout. It's funny because I had this argument the other day on this text thread with my dad, my uncle, my brother, my cousin. Oh, that sounds and my, like a great base for people to argue. It, it's, it's, it's like everyone in my family that I'm super close to that's like really into sports. And we have all kinds of, you know, we make jokes about the Browns being terrible and whatever. And I said the other day, I sent him a video, something about Manny Ramirez, because he's my favorite. And I said, you know, Manny really should be in the Hall of Fame. And it sparked this debate about the old guys versus like the newer guys. And it's just like the game is so different. And the way that they used to vote for the Hall of Fame is a lot different. Like the things they used to consider is a lot different than what they consider now. And I just feel like these lists tend to be like really, like you said, like they, they cater to these guys that most of us have never even seen play before. It's just can't weird. Believe what I'm looking at here, though, I'm, really I'm trying to find other active players. So Trout is number 15. I'm looking at, at 25 through Who's 50. Who's the next active player you found? I can't find one. I mean, there's, there's A-Rod, there's Roberto Clemente, Derek Jeter, Johnny Bench, Pete Rose, Albert Pujols, I guess. If He's Albert's quasi-active, I right. guess. Yeah. Sandy Koufax, Bob Gibson. I mean, the list goes on and on. Right. One through 50, from what I can tell, the only active major league player is Trout, and the half-active player is Pujols. They got Tony Gwynn at 44, Wade Boggs, Ichiro at 46. Man, uh, Frank Thomas at 49, Bob Feller at 50. Sidebar, I haven't even gotten... I also think that Albert Pujols is, is a better player than Mike Trout. That's just me, but you know, whatever. Like, on the playground pick of guys I'm trying to win a baseball game with in primes, I'm picking Albert Pujols. I'm not picking Mike Trout. I think we need to sit down with uh, Jeff Passan and June Lee and be like, hey, guys, I know that you guys aren't, don't make up the consensus here, but. Dude, now I'm counting down from 100. I see Bryce Harper at 94. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, He's the first active player after Mike Trout that you No, no, I'm not that saying list. that for sure. I'm okay, just, now I'm bad. going right, down from 100 down. Oh, gosh, you went the other And way. I'm trying to find active players. I mean, Willie Stargell, Carlton Fisk, Roberto Alomar, Jim Palmer, Paul Molitor, uh, Roy Campanella. I'm just looking for Nate, Mike Piazza, 81. I'm Robin Yount, uh, Hank Greenberg, Chipper Jones. I mean, I cannot find active players on this yeah, list. That's why. I, I mean, I almost think that there's an outside argument that the active players probably should have been left off of it if that's how everybody was going to go for it. But, you know, again, I was asked to vote. I didn't vote for this reason because I'm kind of like, I like the guy. I'm glad you didn't because, you know what? I wouldn't want to put my name behind such an abomination of a list. Oh, no wait, offense to all the ESPN writers. I found somebody. Max Scherzer at 65. Really? Who's ahead of Max Scherzer at 65 is what I just found, yeah. 60. Who's at 64 and 66? Um, 64 is Eddie Matthews, 
And 66 is Cal Ripken Jr. Okay. Okay. If it was Listen, compiled with numbers, I get it. You know I was going to say, I'm not trying to rip anyone's opinion, but it sounds like the way this list was compiled might be like a little, I don't know, We're questionable. We're not going to do that. But yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I Miguel Cabrera at 59. So Miggy's active. Miggy's yep, active. So there's one. Uh, Dave Winfield, Reggie Jackson, 56, 55. Um, okay, look, uh, Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw at 52. And that, listen, I would tell you unofficially in the top 100, I think I just found four or five that are current active players. That's it. That's, yeah, that, that would qualify as a big deal to me, Lindsay, for sure. I'm going to have to agree. Big deal. Big okay. Deal. All right. So, next one. This year, candy sales for Valentine's Day is expected to reach $2.2 billion, which would be the second most ever spent on candy for Valentine's Day in a single year in America. Uh, probably because of inflation, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so using 14 years of bulk candy sales, the folks over at CandyStore.com were able to calculate a state-by-state -state ranking of favorite Valentine's Day candy, including the top three candies in each, each state. Uh, the number one in California is, do you guys want to take a guess? The number one candy in California. Mm -hmm. we get I'm going to say... Swedish fish. It's for Valentine's Day, like strictly oh, Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, not just strictly, not just straight candy. Valentine's Day based candy, yes. Okay. I don't, I don't know the answer to this. No. I'm gonna say uh, chocolate. Chocolate. That's not bar. specific enough, though. I mean, chocolate's oh, got to be. I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure the top five answers are all chocolate. The question is, from where and what type? No. Okay. Well. All right, Lindsay. The, I give. The number three is M and M's. Oh, okay. The second oh, most okay. popular is heart-shaped box of chocolates, and it's probably what you were thinking. But mm -hmm. the number one most popular candy for Valentine's Day in California is the traditional conversation hearts. What are you those? Know, that's how I communicate with my team. I like oh, to geez. give them notes of love to let them understand that this is a family, a ramily. That's what we like to call it. That's how we do <laughs> things here. You know, Steve Mason's a big fan of this. I sent him a Valentine. I told him, I heart you. It was particularly ironic because it was on a heart. That's the kind of messaging that we send here for the Rams. I'm Sean McVay. I'm coaching in the Super Bowl. What is the number one candy in The California? conversation hearts. You know, like the little Neko hearts that have the things on them, like, they say I love you, sweet love, you love, like you rock. You didn't get my joke Call at me. All. I got it. <laughs> do you know what those are? No. You, yes, you, you do. Don't lie. No, I don't. Come on. You've never seen a heart-shaped candy with a word on it? I don't, I don't feel like I have or uh, that I've received or given. You, uh, you must be living under a rock. Yeah, that's I guess. That's not good for business. What do you call it, a conversation chocolate? I don't conversation I, so, hearts. That's oh. that's the first time I've ever heard that reference. But as soon that's as she what we said call it, I in, what she was talking about. That's what we call them where I'm from. That's where you know, I, we have the, different verbiage oh, here oh, in our oh. offense. We like to use different words to signify different things. Communication is important. You know, conversation hearts. If you had to write something, Scott, on a heart to send to your significant other, what do you think it would be? There's only a small amount of words. You got to work speed and space. That's how we run our offense. What would you do? I think, Coach, I would probably just go with a very traditional be mine. We like that. That shows a level of, uh, we're just going to say commitment to the cause, which is a big part of being in the Ramley. My name is Sean McVay, and I'm coaching outside <laughs> Um Lindsay, um, the way you describe these as conversation hearts, I thought they were like a chocolate that had some engraving in it. These are like the little sweethearts they're called, cutie pies, right? 
I've never heard them called cutie pies, but sure, if that's what you want to call them, it's your world. So you got I don't know. I'm so confused oh, about what we're talking about. I don't know what we're talking about. Know. You don't know what, what can, conversation candy hearts are? The for ones Valentine's for Valentine's, Day? the one that says, yeah. I want you? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I mean, yeah. I didn't know Cap's that never that heard that. No, no, I've never heard them called conversation candies. Yeah. What do you call them, Laura? Valentine's candy. Okay. Yeah, I've never heard them be called that. It's interesting. They're nasty too. Though. Yeah, they're gross because they're chalky. Yeah, they taste like little like I don't know. We I don't know what. It's just nasty. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're not great. No, yeah. they're kind of like um. What are you? What are those things like that you take? They come in a stick that's sort of like a Rolades. Yes, right. Uh, Rolades. No, no, no. Yes. They're Nailed like it. no, they're not. They're Nailed. not Rolades. They taste exactly no. like Rolades, bro. No, Rolades they're, they're are chalky. chocolate. Right. No, no, no. Rolades, Rolades are chocolate. You're no, no, that's Rolos. No, no, that's Rolos. No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah, different. Rolo- oh my god. Yeah, Rolades. Different. Rolades, Rolades are, different. are medicine. That's yeah. Not I know. Medicine. But that's, that's what they're comparing it to. Yeah. It's chocolate. I thought you were talking about Neckos, which is like you know, like the Neko wafers. That's what they're who makes them. No, I didn't know. The I love you hearts. No. Hug me. Yeah. Be true. Be mine. I know what they are. Bratch candy, the sweethearts. That's Brocks. Whatever. Brocks. Right. Who Brocks. cares? But they're they are nasty. called conversation hearts. That's what they're called. Really? Yeah, I, think, that's what I thought called. they were like sweethearts or something like that. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think so. What are, what, are, what, are our, what are our Valentine's plans since it's the day after the Super Bowl? Bye. Oh, okay. Never mind. Laura. Laura's, <laughs> Laura's not loving love right about now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, Valentine's Day, the day after the Super Bowl. Man, that's... I'm gonna be. Ooh, am I coming? Or do we work that day? I mean, I think yes, we, have, I think we do. It's a national holiday. You I know, think I'll be th- coaching that Sunday. So what I'm gonna do is try to make sure <laughs> we that gotta everybody go, I know Karen's is accounted for. It's something that we do. It's not my fault that you guys walk into these jokes. Preparation is what we do here in the Ramley. That's right, Sean McVay. I will be coaching the Super Bowl the day before. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Yeah, it's Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Final segment of the week. Monday, we're back on the air right at 4 o'clock. And next week's going to be nuts because the Super Bowl festivities will be underway starting Monday. Hey, Clinton, are you planning to be part of what's going on next week? Do you have any plans? <sighs> you any know, I appreciate this question. Events? I've, got some, I've got some things on the docket, but I'm going more with the people I want to see route rather than things I want to do route. You know what I'm saying? Like, Sure. Uh, a bunch of my friends are in town. A buddy of mine from college is coming to visit me. Uh, he's a Bengals fan. He's from Cincinnati. And so he'll be in town. But, like, I don't need to be all out at all the parties. You know what I'm saying? Showing my handsome face to everybody. That's not necessary. You know, I just need to see the people that I like who are finally in town for no other real reason than, you know, uh, the NFL. So there's a couple things I do want to hit. There's, like, a there's something in Santa Monica where there's like a skating situation, like an outdoor roller skating situation that I'm going to go to with my cousin. I'm pretty excited about that. But for the most part, I don't do a whole lot of hobnobbing. That's not really my bag at this point, but I'm very excited that all the festivities are here. I was downtown today doing television and they've got all the stuff right by the station. Laura's seen it. You know, they're putting up all the installations. It's very fun to be around town when they're doing all these kinds of things. Uh, Lindsay and I have made some plans here all of a sudden 
where Thursday of next week, we're going to do the show on Radio Row. And I got to tell you guys Wait, something. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. You know why? Um, normally, uh, well, I'm, norm- I will say Interesting. this. Interesting. Well, I haven't, I haven't missed a Radio Row. I'm not, this is so, I can't believe I'm going to tell you. You're a big this. Radio Row guy. This, this, I, is, this, you know is, why? this is on brand, yeah. You know why? Because, because my very first Radio Row Super Bowl was 1997 in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And Clinton, there was nobody on Radio Row. There was no internet. There were no laptops. You know, barely anybody had cell phones. Those cell phones only took... And, and for emergencies, and, yeah. Right. They, they were, they, they, they actually, you made calls and you were conscious of how long you were on the phone because <laughs> you were with, paying by the minute. If anybody was listening to you while you were talking. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, so I haven't missed a radio row with one exception. I think it was 2012, 13 when the Super Bowl was in New York. Otherwise, since 1997, I've wow. been to every radio row. I've watched radio row go from, oh, a couple of stations. And a couple of people, and nothing really, you know, really great going on. And anybody who would walk onto Radio Row, twenty producers would attack that person. And say, "Come here, come here, be with us." Right. Now it's all very corporate, and everybody books things in advance. But I got FOMO, and I was telling Lindsay, "I'm like Lindsay, I have FOMO. I I don't use, I don't really, really want to go. But yet, if I don't go, I'm going to feel like." I missed something can I, big. Can I explain something, Scott? I, yeah. I appreciate this level of honesty on a two-part front. Number one, that's an impressive streak, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, end of story. I am committed to you continuing the streak. And number two, the admission of FOMO is fair. That's all Radio Row really is. It's just a bunch of people standing around telling stories about the last time they saw each other right. on Radio Row. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, it, it's completely understandable. I get this all the way. Yeah, it's kind of like the, I always describe it as, it's the sports radio convention, and everybody Matt in your Con, industry is there. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yep. That's right. And so, Lindsay and I have made our, our declaration. We've talked to the bosses, and we said, look, we want to go down to Radio Row on Thursday. We're going to set up. We're going to broadcast from there. We got the, the go-ahead. Because all of the stuff we were planning on doing, you know, kind of got blown up by the Omicron variant and blah, blah, blah. So, Linz, um that's you and me next week, man. We're going to go hit Radio Row and see what happens. Well, I am particularly excited about the fan experience part of things once our show ends and we go over to that because that's really cool. I've gone through that what a couple times when I've covered the Super Bowl. And I don't know, something really cool to do. I mean, if people are in town, you know, to watch the games or even just like local people. You know, it's a cool thing to do where you can like do the the passing and the kicking and all the different things that you do on a one does on a football field. You know, we yeah. love our fans. It's something mm-hmm. that we really like to integrate into our experience. I'm coaching on Sunday, but I think my friend Clinton Yates will come down there and talk to you guys. If you'll have them, he can institute some of the systems that we do that our coaches like to implement. It's how we get progress. I'm Sean McVay. I'm coaching in the Super Bowl. I won't be on Radio Row. <laughs> hey, if you come down to Radio Row on I'll Thursday no, next I'll week, definitely come. For sure. Let me tell you something. Because just real quick story, back to 1997. In 1997, I'm on Radio Row. I'm a kid, right? I'm a child. It's my first time ever there. And I remember seeing this guy walk onto Radio Row, who I knew from Pittsburgh, because you know I'd gone to school there, and it, he, this guy was kind of a big star in local media in Pittsburgh, and that's how I looked mm-hmm. at him as a young kid. 
And he walks onto Radio Row and he's carrying all of his equipment and he takes it out of the box and he sets it all up. And I think to myself, what a loser, man. You're a superstar. You're a you're an A-list superstar radio personality in Pittsburgh and you got to set up your own equipment. In the meantime, here we are 20 some odd years later. I'm walking onto Radio Row <laughs> with my own equipment. You're telling me you're coming. I'm bringing an extra microphone. Groveling for Amanda to give you a space down. No, no. No, no. I I did all that on my own. That's the funny part about it. I did everything on my own. Okay. I got all my own Yeah, we weren't planning to go because the station is not going to be there. But the full circle element is what I was making a joke about. Come on. I get it. Yeah, no. Cap's FOMO. He was very, very persistent with this. Yeah. And so, and now I'm even willing all these years later to go set up my own stuff, bring my own equipment, know how to engineer it. I don't really know how to do it. I mean, I just plug it in and thank goodness it works. But I mean, Lindsay, I had so much FOMO. I'm like, I got to go. So we'll go. And then we're going to go to the fan experience, like you said. And um, and then Friday night, people are telling me, hey, are you going to the media party? It's over at you know Universal Studios. It's free. All the rides are wide open. Great food. I'm like, that I'm not going to. Radio yeah, Raw, no I'll go. come by. Media that's party, no not go. for me. I'll pop no, by, the media party is fun, though. I'll pop by and see you guys. That'll be great. That's yeah. look, I'm looking very forward to that. Yeah, we are too. We really are. So look, um, Clinton, great job here the last couple of days. Really appreciate you filling in. My favorite part was yesterday when the three of us got to gang up on you because it's always the three of them against me. So that was my favorite part. You know, you guys like to go with your bunch formations. It's not really something that we like as a look. We try to combat that. It's something that we've worked on in practice, and you're probably going to see implemented on the field on Sunday. My name is Sean McVay. I host this radio show. <laughs> <laughs> just losing it at the end, know, finally. It's just, it's just a huge fail every time. Just falling out of character at the very point. end. It's excellent question. Every single time. Clinton Yates, we will talk to you, and we will see you next week. Thank you for filling in. Um, Laura, um, I saw your tweet. I know the way you're dressed because you want to go home because, you know, you gots to go. And, Lindsay, great job all week. Hey, everybody, we're back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Be safe out there. Peace out. No, not really. <laughs>